This is the QuackCast, a review of supplements, complementary, and alternative medicine, i.e. scams. This is the 203rd QuackCast, and it's called Reiki and Therapeutic Touch. Compare and Contrast. What? I'm not on vacation? I have to do a podcast? Crap. Remember those college essays, compare and contrast two topics and fill a blue book with your wisdom? The fact that they were wide rather than college ruled. Now it is all about using Word and Microsoft doesn't appear to have a blue book mode, just a blue screen of death. I wonder if blue book was Microsoft's inspiration. See, there can be human progress. In blue books, if not in medical education, I was annoyed to learn that Reiki was being offered for continuing medical education at one of my institutions. We have so little pseudo-medicine where I practice that duty rarely calls. I could not let such an abomination pass without comment, so I fired up the interwebs to find my science-based medicine post on the topic, only to find that such a post does not exist. I did a podcast on the topic back in the early days of my SBM life, but who wants to listen to a podcast from 2008? I am not even going to listen to that. I needed to write a review on the topic, not only to send to those who are offering Reiki for CME, but also for the wider world. And it gives me a chance to update this podcast series. Reiki, and to a lesser extent its identical twin, Therapeutic Touch, are remarkably popular in integrative medicine clinics. And of course, because the world needs more Mark Chrislip, even if I was recently described on iTunes as an arrogant, intolerant, obscene, verbal bully. It is nice to know that people are paying attention. And maybe that should be my new motto. Quackcast, rantings of an arrogant, intolerant, obscene, verbal bully. Works for me. Ratting out science. To make my typing life easier, where applicable, I will lump the two pseudo-medicines together as RAT, Reiki and Therapeutic Touch. RAT is a form of energy therapy, and when it comes to energy, RAT practitioners are evidently great fans of the Princess Bride. But then, who isn't? Energy is, as us physics pedants like to point out, the ability to do work and comes in many forms, from chemical to thermal. The energy of RAT and of all CAM is none of these energies known by science. It isn't even dark energy. It's energy, man, and what Thomas Jefferson had in mind when he famously said, kind of, quote, Ridicule is the only weapon that can be used against unintelligible propositions. Ideas must be distinct before reason can act upon them, and no man ever had a distinct idea of the CAM energy. It is the mere abracadabra of the Montebacks calling themselves practitioners of Reiki. Now come here, Sally. Jefferson would probably have been called an arrogant, intolerant, obscene, verbal bully for a comment like that. Energy deserves scare quotes, much in the same way that you know that fresh fish isn't really fresh. There is no energy. And if scare quotes only had a brain, they would recognize that fact. Yes, I had to do that. I so love an awful pun. This energy, be it in rat or traditional Chinese pseudo-medicine or chiropractic, is undetected and undetectable by reality-based measurements. We can detect gravity waves, but not the human energy field. My theory is that this energy is propagated by vibrating, yes, there are vibrations, in rays. 
There must be a carrier by which these energies are transmitted. RAT and N-rays do have the same key characteristic. They are detectable only by their proponents until the ability of the observer to fool themselves is removed. There is always the chance, however remote, that there is some new form of hitherto unsuspected energy that humans produce and can be detected only by humans, although by what anatomical structure is uncertain. It took a PhD physicist to determine that N-rays were a figment of an overactive imagination. For therapeutic touch, it took a sixth grader. Most fans of science-based medicine are probably aware of Emily Rosa, who in sixth grade tested the abilities of therapeutic touch practitioners to detect a human energy field with a very simple and elegant protocol. Of course, TT practitioners could not detect the energy, and Emily got a publication in JAMA. Not that such a study dissuaded TT practitioners. Like a dowser who can't find water under controlled circumstances, the experience was not disconfirming of the intervention. Arguments were raised to the JAMA results, but as best I can tell, TT proponents have never bothered to prove the basis of their practice, a human energy field. What a surprise. So we have established that there is no human energy as understood by reality-based science, and even if there was a new energy, its proponents cannot prove it exists outside of their Reiki box and the power of imagination. So why does RAT even exist? Therapeutic touch was invented, discovered, pulled out of thin air. Just what do you call a process of producing works of fiction? Oh yeah, created. Therapeutic touch was created in the 70s by a professor slash RN and a gifted energy healer. Gifted? Says who? How does someone get the designation of gifted energy healer? I cannot imagine the steps required to reach that lofty goal. I mean, just imagine the recertification test. And a Google search reveals a step above the truly gifted energy healer. Somehow much better than a false, terrible energy healer. I suspect that the popularity of therapeutic touch derives from the urge in nursing to find a unique way to interact with patients that allows independence from butthead physicians. And unlike much of quackademia, therapeutic touch started at the quackademic hilltop and then has rolled downhill ever since, like, well, you know the metaphor. Reiki, I have a bad spell checker, it keeps saying Reiki. Yes, more Game of Thrones perhaps, but stop it. Started at the bottom. In fact, Reiki started at rock bottom. Um, terrible at Japanese pronunciation. Usui Mikao created Reiki. After being unable to hold down a steady job, he became a Buddhist priest and, after 21 days of fasting and prayer, hallucinating from hypoglycemia and sleep deprivation, it is said he came up with Reiki. That's about right. Most acupuncture courses, for example, are about three weeks long. It doesn't take that much time to learn or even invent a whole new system of pseudo-medicine. D.D. Palmer seems to have put together chiropractic in a couple of days. With a spiritual patina and a Scientology-like levels, Reiki does have the appeal, to some, I suppose, of the mysterious and ineffable. Homeopathic touching. To me, the most amazing characteristic of RAT is that, for the most part, the patient is not touched. Hands are just waved over the patient. 
If you go to YouTube, you can watch a professor of nursing brushing flies off, I mean, balancing the vibrational energy of some such of her client. Client. Does she mean Mark? Just don't watch these videos while drinking milk. And Reiki? Well, they seem to have the same creepy propensity of chiropractors for demonstrating on pretty scantily clad females. What is up with that? TT is therapeutic Trump? Trump touch? Got me. But rat is often the homeopathy of touch. Nothing there at all. Not any energy, not even touch, and certainly not therapeutic. At least... Unlike acupuncturists and chiropractors, they don't have to worry about the results of poor hand hygiene. Having a rat session does look beneficial. Who wouldn't want to lie down and relax during a busy day? An excuse for a nap is always welcome as long as the whole inappropriate groping disguised as energy balancing thing doesn't occur. Ratty Research but the fact that rat is a fiction wrapped inside a charade inside of a fraud doesn't mean there isn't research. It just means that the research, as a rule, stinks on ice. Meta-analyses suggest a lack of methodological rigor. As one Reiki meta-analysis noted, quote, The serious methodological and reporting limitations of limited Reiki studies preclude a definitive conclusion on its effectiveness. Although I would disagree about their conclusion that there is also a need for high-quality studies on Reiki. Another review, which included therapeutic touch, suggested, quote, The methodologic limitations of several studies make it difficult to draw definitive conclusions about the efficacy of distant healing. With a follow-up several years later suggesting, quote, Since the publication of our previous systematic review in 2000, several rigorous new studies have emerged. Collectively, they shift the weight of evidence against the notion that distant healing is more than a placebo. I keep rereading that last sentence to parse the meeting. If Hemingway had written the conclusion, he might have said the evidence indicates the effects of distant healing are due to placebo. And note the dried and frozen carcass of a leopard. While rat trials and in all pseudomedical studies with no basis in reality, you want a good placebo control. You want to know a blinding was successful in the patient, and above all, you do not want a study that compares rat to usual care. As has been noted by Dr. Edzard Ernst, a study design that compares the treatment to standard care will always yield a positive result. Also stating, quote, they do not represent an honest test of anything, simply because we know their result even before the trial has started. They are not science, but thinly disguised promotion. They are not just a waste of money, they are dangerous, because they produce misleading results, and they are thus also unethical. And then there is that whole prior plausibility problem. With Reiki and therapeutic touch, it's sitting right at zero, so it is as certain as the sun rising in the east that any positive study in rat is going to be a false positive. So I will limit myself to studies that have a placebo control, which oddly, when I searched, brought up this article, Penile Prosthesis, Systemic Review of Infectious Complications. I suppose because it has no touch in the title, it showed up in my search. Sometimes you have to wonder about PubMed. And now, the completely expected results. Reading the studies is partly for amusement, but I also find it generates a bit of angst. About 75% of my life is over, and it is time to take a look back on what I have accomplished. 
The thought of having spent the prime years of one's life immersed in a worthless pseudomedicine is just so sad. Rat has been tried for a variety of processes for no rational reason. The old, when you have a hammer, everything is a nail problem. Rat has been used for everything from agitation to carpal tunnel to, I hear, actually raising the dead. And the results tend to be all over the map, some positive but mostly negative. As is often the case with pseudomedicine, the better the methodology, the less the effect. And a curious study with placebo was therapeutic touch for nausea in breast cancer patients receiving chemotherapy, composing a treatment. Their placebo was, quote, the practitioner's hands to patient body distance was different, more than 20 centimeters, and in fact, there was no energy transfer. No energy transfer. And they know that. How? It was followed by the classic post hoc torturing of the data until it confessed. Three different statistical analyses were used to generate significance, one for each table, for reasons that are never explained. Oddly, placebo was better at decreasing the frequency of nausea, but not noted as such. It is a study with opaque reporting at best. In investigating the effect of therapeutic touch on the intensity of acute chemotherapy-induced vomiting in breast cancer women undergoing chemotherapy, therapeutic touch was compared to placebo in standard care. Connoisseurs of science-based medicine will not be surprised by the results. Quote, there was a statistically significant difference between the control group and the intervention group and between the control group and the placebo group. However, there was no difference between the placebo and intervention groups. Therapeutic touch had no effect on carpal tunnel compared to sham therapeutic touch, but then why would it? The other hint as to the mechanism of Reiki is found in, quote, Reiki's effect on patients with total knee arthroplasty, a pilot study, where Reiki was effectively compared to usual therapy, except in the post-anesthesia recovery, where patients have little awareness as they wake up, just as expected in the placebo therapy. It didn't work when patients were unconscious. I think one trial sums up the effects of these energy therapies best. Quote, the findings indicate that the presence of an RN providing one-on-one -on -one support during the chemotherapy was influential in raising comfort and well-being levels with or without an attempted healing energy field. A caring provider is what is needed to help patients cope, not a pseudomedicine based on pseudoscience that only offers fraudulent placebo effects. And that ends the 203rd QuackCast. Go to edgydoc.com to find links to my growing multimedia empire. And the references are available at Science Based Medicine under the blog entry of the same name. Thanks for listening. Bye.